You're listening to an Anazal Ministries podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, foxes, princes, and thieves of all ages, we welcome you to the wonderful world of Walt Disney's Animation Studios. Guys, I am excited for this one. We're talking about one of my favorite animated films, Disney's The Robin Hood. I think it's just Robin Hood, but it sounds cooler if you say the first. This is the uh, first of our Bronze Era films we're going to be talking about in our Disney Eras series. This is Systematic Geekology. We are the priest to the geeks. I'm Joshua Knoll. Uh, most recently, I what have I been geeking out on, man? I don't know. I've been reading a lot of comics, um, a lot of Moon Knight comics. Moon Knight's doing some some interesting stuff right now. So I'll say that's what I'm going with for now. And I'm joined by the one and only Elizabeth Pangling and Clyde. I will, from here on out, call her Pang for the episode, as always. Pang, how's it going? Going pretty well. Can't complain too much. How's it going? Um, lately, I've been geeking out on... I'm reading Harry Potter, the sixth book. So just going all through the Harry Potter-like phases again with losing some characters and it's hitting me all the same. You know, it, just, it never gets easier. It, really it never. Does. You know it's happening. You know, I'm, I'm literally like, all right, it's about to happen. Here we go. <sighs> yeah, that's... um. There's certain things in like One Piece and there, there's a few others that I'm just like, every time I see that, Doctor Who, I'm like, oh, kills me every time. I mean, Lion King with Simba's dad every yeah. time. Well, one, for me, when they take all of the prisoners in Robin Hood and you're playing, they play this song that's like, every town has its ups and downs. Sometimes there's more ups than downs, but not in Nottingham. And I'm like, oh, that's just depressing. <laughs> that got true. me. I was like, oh, guys, that's a, y'all really just playing this out so mentioned we're doing our eras of disney animation go to the first episode if you want to know what we're talking about when i say eras um this is the bronze era we finished the silver era with the jungle book me and christian talked about it and the passing of walt this time we're going to be talking about robin hood um the bronze era is also known as the dark ages for disney it's you know they weren't making a ton of money for a while there walt had passed they didn't really have a lot of direction and yet some of my favorite movies come out of this era of disney so we're going to jump right into this episode talking about Robin Hood. Um, I chose it because it's one of my favorites. There's not really anything special about this movie other than, man, every now and then I'm just walking around my house and out of nowhere, this little tune gets stuck on my head and I just start going do, 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 And then like, I'll just start getting it and I'm like screaming it and it just beats like there's no words. I'm just an idiot screaming the whistle stop from Robin Hood in my house. And I'm like, well, I guess I got to watch that now. <laughs> That's always how it happens. I get the song stuck in my head first. And then I'm like, I guess I'll watch the movie. <laughs> Peng, what is your background history relationship with uh, the Robin Hood? Yeah. Um, at first, I just want to agree with you on, yes, you are an idiot. I didn't want that <laughs> moment to pass by yeah, without yeah. airing my agreeance with that. So yeah, I used to love this movie growing up. Once again, also loved the music. Um, I think I just loved like British voices too. Like, and so with this Disney movie being like, you know, set like with Nottingham mm -hmm. and like with the historic um, aspects of it, I just really always was intrigued with it. Um, I think this is the first time I heard the story of Robin Hood before like history classes came. Um, Probably me too. But unlike you, 
this was just kind of like in the vault in my mind. I have not, you know, I yeah, had to like dust it off and like, all right. And even <laughs> Taylor was like, what are you doing? I'm like, podcast episode. Josh chose it. I got to watch it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny because to me, I'm like, we're finally starting to get a little bit more modern with the Disney movies. And I'm like, this still is not a modern Disney movie. <laughs> yeah. This is the first time that it feels like a like something that I recognize as far as like animation style and stuff, though, where I'm like, Okay, this doesn't feel ancient. Like some of those you go back and watch like the original Pinocchio. I'm like, the art here is really good, but it feels ancient. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this isn't something it's not really it never really lived, though, like in my like mind rent free. Like I was okay forgetting about this, which, you know, still a great movie. I know I knew we were going to disagree, but it's (laughs) it was still great. I enjoyed watching it, but I probably would not watch it again until I have a child. Yeah, and we watched it. I get it. I mean, that's that's the thing with a lot of people with the Dark Age films or the Bronze Era films, or like they're just they were kind of there. For me, I'm like, this is one of those atypical. If I want to watch a Disney movie, it hits all the marks. And because of one of the biggest criticisms we're going to talk about later that I have a wrong opinion about, where a lot of people criticize it for reusing animation. To me, I'm like, actually, that really adds to it for me because for me, I'm getting like all the nostalgia from these other films crammed into this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a fan of working smarter, not harder. So yeah, I'm not mad at yeah. them. <laughs> and they were doing this on like shoestring budget. And yeah, really, like they didn't accomplish any new animation style or anything. Like usually I'm on here like this is the first time they use deep fake. No, no. Mm-mm. It's just a it's just a Disney movie. It's just, it was just a, what a it good is. watch. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a fun time. It's good for the I feel like it's one of those perfect on in the background or on when you wake up Saturday morning, but you're not awake enough to watch something that really need your attention. I feel like this is the movie for me, especially just because yeah. the jams, man, I could just vibe to this movie. All yeah, Oodle Lolly. Am I right? Yeah. Oodle Lolly. And I never noticed that outside of the song, they say Oodle Lolly, like all the time throughout this movie. They're like, Oodle Lolly. And I'm like, is that just like, was that something they said in the seventies? or like, what is Yeah. This? It took me off too. I was like, what, what is happening? Yeah. That's the thing about doing it for the podcast is like, I watch it a lot more closely than I usually mm-hmm. would have. I didn't realize because also when you grow up with a movie, sometimes the messages just kind of like go right over your head and you're like, this is just a movie. And I was like, wait a minute. At one point, they straight up said taxation was theft. I'm like, this isn't like, why is this in a kid's movie? There's also fat shaming in this movie as well. Is there? There is. I missed it. You did. Where's that at? Um, Whenever uh, Prince John was like, get the fat one. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's bad. I was like, excuse you, sir. Not uh, in today's society. <laughs> There's so much stuff. Like even, and this is going to be for our bonus question at the end for our Captivate listeners, even like how dark it goes. Like I realize, like today's Disney movies, I love them still, but I feel like you don't get blood in today's Disney movies or everyone locked in jail and we're going to kill the friar. Like that's not something that you're going to see in the next Disney movie that comes out. But I kind of like it. I kind of dig it. Um. So before we get too far into this, Pang. Could you summarize what 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 happens in this movie? What is this movie about? What is the story for those who haven't seen it in a while and need to dust it off to talk about it? I mean, if, I, I will judge you guys if you even haven't seen <laughs> it in a while. Like, I feel like the premise of Robin Hood is yeah, everybody is universal. Know. Yeah, you should know, but you know, once again, they don't. So pretty much, Robin Hood he steals from the rich and gives to the poor. And so with this premise, um, specifically Nottingham, this is a super tax town, and so it's very corrupt by the government, well, by the hierarchy, patriarchy, not really 
well, government, but you know what I mean. Um, and so they're just out to get Robin Hood and to catch him. And him and little John, which I love that little John is not little. It's my favorite, I think. Um, they just, they do what they do and they kick booty and help out the poor. And eventually everything is well. I mean, and there is romance, guys. There is romance. <laughs> yeah, I, I was thinking about that whenever the one song came on, the, which... Most of the songs to me feel very natural. Like, oh, yeah, this is just what people in the country of Britain do. You know, you just bust out a banjo and start singing about how awful the king is. But the the only one that was not just like naturally there is probably the most I don't know the right word. Maybe the most beautiful scene of the movie was like when, when like, they have the that love little song. walk. Yeah. 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 I love it. Um, yeah. Also, also for for context, one thing that I love is. This is the story of Robin Hood is one of those areas of like the first fictional history kind of thing or historic fiction. I forget how how you say that, because a lot of the characters are either real or pretty close to real. Like King Richard, that was a king, you know, (laughs) and the reason these stories were inspired was because he actually did go on the Crusades and the people really hated what those in government who were left behind did. So it's like all of this is like inspired by real history, but obviously there was or not, maybe not obviously, but there was no real Robin Hood or anything like that. And they definitely weren't foxes. <laughs> but it's what? interesting because it's like this yeah, is it's like, like history adjacent. I mean, it starts off with the rooster who's like the narrator was like, this is the animal <laughs> kingdom's version of what really went down. I'm like, all right, tell me, tell me. Yeah. It. And honestly, in many ways, I like Disney's version better. Because it's not as heavy. Like, I feel like the regular tell- telling of Robin Hood is like almost too tragic and too like heart ripping. And I'm like, I just don't I don't want that. I want like little fun Robin Hood going through the forest whistling. <laughs> That's what I want. Right, just having a good time yeah. with his buddy. Yeah. Stealing some it's gold. <laughs> so, cross dressing. There's cross dressing here, here too, if you really yeah, want to that get would into not, it. That would not fly today. Which is right. funny because it's like some of the stuff like the fat shaming wouldn't fly because of like some of our really liberal progressive people in today's society. But the cross-dressing wouldn't have flown because of our really conservative people in today's society. Regardless of how you look at it, this movie could not be made today. Right. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Um, which that was one of the best scenes. Whenever they like steal the jewels right off of his hand, I was like, it's just so funny. Like, it's so stupid. <laughs> I don't know why. I love it whenever he was like. Ooh, golden hubcap. And he literally just like <laughs> backs up, does a little shimmy, and then boom, it's gone. I'm like, what? Did, how did so you do funny. that? Like, how yeah. does it make sense? And where did you put it? Yeah. And in part for me of what adds to that scene is like, as an adult, I recognize voices and stuff a little bit more. And I'm like, oh my God, Little John is literally just Baloo. Like, they didn't even hide it. It's just a bear. It is literally Baloo. Yep. <laughs> I was like, this is perfect. <laughs> Oh, so, okay. Before I get too much in, you guys know I love Disney and I can geek out all day and I'll just have so much fun, but we have to, we have to jump the gun a little bit. Zero to 10. How would you rate this movie? Gosh, a six. Ooh. I know. Because I, because I only do it. I enjoyed watching it, but the fact that I don't want to watch it again anytime soon. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I'd probably give it an eight. Um, it's one of those things that I never get tired of. It's always a lot of fun, but it's not like mind-blowingly great. It's not like the perfect Disney film or anything like that. It's just always fun. And I feel like because I know that later today, my wife and I are probably both going to be walking around the house going, oodle lolly, oodle lolly, golly, what a day. Tells me there's something magical about this that just doesn't really leave me in my spirit so i can't give it anything lower than an eight so it's getting an eight (laughs) all right fair enough yeah so 
one of the things that really stood out to me about the art with this movie, we're talking about like the animation stuff is a, I like the backgrounds really stood out to me this time when I watched it. And then of course we got to talk about all the recycled animation sequences. Um, We'll do the backgrounds first. Literally, as I was watching it, I think every single scene, especially in the forest, like the way they do the watercolors for the background, I'm like, I could just have this as a painting in my office and love it. <laughs> like all of them, like I don't even, it's just pretty. I mean, there's nothing spectacular about it. It's just one of those, I really like the forest vibe and it just really looks nice. Um, as far as like the recycled animation sequences, to fill everybody in jungle book obviously a lot of what little john does is literally just blue and they recolored it and traced it a little bit over and that was it <laughs> especially like the dancing whenever they do the uh, the song about um prince john could have been john the first or he can't be john the first surely he'll be known as john the worst right, for however the line goes yeah that was just literally exact scenes from um bare necessities cinderella whenever they have the wedding then the top of the church exact same scene again they just retrace some stuff the aristocrats if you notice some of the people playing like trumpet and different stuff even the guy with like the blind shades it's almost exactly the same um snow white you have the dance scene with baloo and somebody else is just a retracing of snow white and the dwarves and of course wonderland one of my favorite scenes they copied wonderland over and over and over when um miss cluck or whatever her name is i can't think of her name right now she does the football scene <laughs> They're all trying to escape because Robin Hood got caught and just all of a sudden it became football for some reason. Whenever all the rhinos like pile on and they miss her, that's the cards from Alice in Wonderland piling on and they just redrew that. And yeah, like I said, a lot of times people criticize this movie like, oh, you just copied and you didn't do anything original. And I'm like, no, for me, I'm watching this going, oh, not only am I getting nostalgic about Robin Hood, but I'm also getting nostalgic about Alice in Wonderland. It's like double the nostalgia for these scenes for me. I love it. Um the last thing I want to mention, and I'll throw it to you if anything you noticed for the animation stuff. Um, Prince John, he, which, you know, I have to talk about Disney's Nine Old Men. Um, at least three of them I'm going to mention this time. But Ollie Johnston, he animated Prince John solely off of Peter Ustinov's voice. So, you know, a lot of times today, animations like, you know, we're going to make Maui look like The Rock. We're going to make them look like the actor. Nope. Didn't see the guy at all just purely did off of his voice um i think it was incredibly well done the crown not fitting his head prince john's head i thought that was a cool touch to it all of like very symbolic of how he's not a real king you know um well just, but also uh, that was that was his brother's crown so it also symbolizes yeah. that his um he's not big enough to fill his brother's role yeah and there's so many when we're talking about like the deep topics of this like there's so many places we could go if i didn't feel like we had to talk about taxation i'd do the whole okay we're gonna talk about who's the real king here we go <laughs> but i feel like that's a little cheesy so we're not we're not gonna go there this time maybe next time <laughs> i'm sure i'll talk about robin hood again one day um but yeah yeah um ollie johnson always does great stuff all of the stuff you see from prince john in this was all ollie johnston and um Prince John, for those wondering, is one of my favorite Disney villains. He's not very intimidating. He's one of the like sillier ones, but I love him. Um, in Disney's villainous card game, you get to play as the bad guys, and each one has their own goal. My favorite one to be is Prince John, because I'm literally just taxing everybody. <laughs> I'm like, I just want your money. <laughs> and when you get enough money, you win. I was like, it's great. So much fun. <laughs> um, Hank, is there anything you noticed as far as like the animation or anything that stood out to you that you were just like, that looks really pretty or really cool? or No. 
No, no, not at all. None of the fight I mean, scenes, I was, the aerial. I wasn't even a, um, and I've seen all the movies you referenced, but I would now that you've made notice of them, I'm like, oh, that makes sense. But I would never have picked out like I can't believe they reuse these scenes. I'm like, also, okay. who cares? It, and for me, it's almost like cameos. Like we do some of the stuff on purpose now. Like the fact that it was literally Baloo, and in the beginning, you have Robin Hood going, "You worry too much," telling. Baloo that he worries too much. I was like, that is funny. I don't know if it was intentional or not, but it made me laugh. <laughs> oh, he has a Baloo. This little thing is not worrying. <laughs> All right. So other things, voices. Uh, I'm not going to do a ton. There's just some that were familiar. Um, do you remember who voices Piglet? Because for some reason I didn't write that down. I do not, but I did recognize there's a lot of voices. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the church mouse, the, the lady church mouse. Whenever they're at the church, there's two mice that live there because, you know, it's just funny to say church mice. But yeah, the lady was Piglet. I can't remember the voice. Phil Harris, obviously, we know Baloo, um, also Tom O'Malley. Uh, Disney was really in their Phil Harris era for this. So he was there, loved him. I mentioned earlier, um, Prince John was voiced by Peter Ustinov. I'm probably not saying that right, but he's from Spartacus. And the reason I want to bring him up, he was Edward Teach, a.k.a. Blackbeard and the Ghost of Blackbeard. Great film. Um, any other voices that stood out to you or anything that you thought was like, like really good voice acting? No. <laughs> this is great. Great content. Um, okay. Back to more of Disney's Nine Old Men. Wolfgang Reitherman uh, directed the film. That's really it. Just got to mention him. I love the guy. Um, and then Mark Davis. Uh, a lot of his the art used for this movie was just stuff that he had already done. And they just went through and went, wait, Mark Davis did a fox? We like that fox. Use that. Uh, Mark Davis did this guy? All right. We'll use that. <laughs> they just literally went through his sketchbook and just picked stuff. <laughs> it's like, that looks cool. <laughs> so... That's how that happened. Um, a lot of the voices and songs. This is funny because I didn't notice this till afterwards. And I was like, that's really interesting. So originally the movie was going to be set in old Britain. Uh, then they changed it and decided, actually, let's set it into the U.S. South. It'll be like New Orleans. And then they're like, wait, what if we made it a Western? And it was like in Texas. And then they changed it back to Britain. But along the way, they just kept certain stuff. So if you notice, some of the voices randomly sound like an old Southern lady. Yeah, it's because at one point it was going to be set in the South. <laughs> that would have been fun. Yeah. I would have enjoyed that. And with that, if it was in the, if it was in the, if I think it was in, if it was in the West, the sheriff was going to be a goat instead of a wolf. And I definitely like the wolf better. Like goat just sounds like it would be weird. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the wolf makes sense because, I mean, you can even get like wolves and sheep clothing and stuff. Like you would think the sheriff is supposed to be your friend and protect people, but he's not. He was the biggest jerk ever. Like, I don't know if Disney has a bigger jerk. Like, they definitely have worse bad guys. <laughs> but, like, as far as, like, just jerk quality, whenever um, Robin Hood's going in as a beggar and he throws the coin down just so that more coins will pop up and catches it, I'm like, this guy sucks. Yeah, I, I don't him. think I caught that when I was, like, little. Like, yeah, that no. was so bad. But I was like, oh, he just robbed that blind person. And then, like, just taking, like, the last little bit from the church <laughs> offering. Like, they didn't... They weren't in jail, meaning they paid their taxes. So why are you taking their church yeah. offering? <laughs> and it wasn't even their, um, it wasn't even like their money. It was specifically money that was dedicated to help the poor. Like it was when their poor box. Poor Prince John. That's what he said. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that made me so mad. <laughs> I was mm -hmm. like this, especially because they build out, they really like. They really make the sad part sad in this because like you see like they're struggling and the poor little church mice are like, here's everything we've ever said. They put it in the poor box and immediately the sheriff comes and takes it. <laughs> You're like, yeah. My question is, I'm like, how did you save it if, the, if there's no coin? 
Yeah, if it's a coin, and then if you're not getting, like, you know, people in the church, if they're not, I'm, I'm just curious. Like, I'm like, I want to know the backstory. I'm like, how did you save yeah. that? Because I'm yeah. impressed, and I want to know. But it's not also, important at all. It was on top of their bed. I'm like, have they just been sleeping on top of this giant metal yeah. coin? I was like, where did you get this coin? And like, how much is that coin worth? Oh, yeah, and there's I these are the questions I have. <laughs> there's so many questions I have about this. Like, like even like Robin Hood, which I know he's supposed to be an anti-hero anyway, but he's supposed to be the good guy of the film. And yeah, you know, there's questions of like, can you be a thief and be the good guy? Like they even say that in the movie. But there's like a um, there's a point where at the near the end where he's stealing all the gold back from Prince John. And he's so greedy that he yeah, you, you didn't have Prince to take John all up. of them. Like you had to get the very last bag. I'm like, dude, why? Like, just let it be. <laughs> well, even then, when they robbed the carriage, Prince John comes out in his underwear. So I'm like, so you even took his the clothes off of his back? Like, yeah, I thought that was funny too. Like, how but, did you, but like, Robin Hood's so good? He just steals the clothes right off of the key. <laughs> it don't even make sense. He's not even trying <laughs> to be like discreet yeah. at all. <laughs> It was so funny. And even like, and then there's so many stuff that's like really close to the books, but aren't quite what the books do or like the stories go. Like um, in the beginning of this, you see him in Little John arguing over who's going to go across the creek first. And they're trying to let the other one go first, both being really gentleman like in the stories, him and Little John have a big fight arguing over who is going to get to go first. Like they're both really greedy. But in this version, they're like, no, you go first. No, you go first. Um, and then even the archer scene where he gets caught, that's just straight up whenever he fights um guy in um the stories, he fights guy. Guy's literally named guy, I don't remember where he's from. But he wins the competition, he's like, I'm Robin Hood, and just announces it to the guy hunting him. And I'm like, dude, why? <laughs> so it was kind of funny. Like they have these little nods. You see that Robin Hood is good, but also maybe a little too full of himself. <laughs> um, I feel like almost every Robin Hood is portrayed as arrogant. Yeah. I think in you have way. to be. To, I mean, to do if you're going to be that good, yeah, true. You have to have a lot of confidence to pull it off. Yeah. Um, so some other differences in the books, they cut out the Merry Men. Um, you know, Robin Hood usually has a whole group of people called Robin's Merry Men. And Little John is one of them, as well as Friar Tuck is usually one of the Merry Men. So it was interesting that Friar Tuck was in the movie, but they still didn't do the Merry Men. And in this, Friar Tuck actually had his own church in the stories he was kicked out of church basically he was a rebel and that's why he joined the rebel merry men and because robin needed to marry somebody and he was like who can i get to do it this guy he's a rebel he'll do it and that's why fire tuck was part of the group um let's see robin usually dies at the end of the stories i'm kind of glad they didn't do that but there was a scene that got cut because they decided it was too dark where after robin gets away Prince John chases him down with a knife. Whenever he jumped off the thing, he's drowning. So he's brought to um, Marion's house. Mm -hmm. And as he's laying in the bed, Prince John comes up with a knife going to kill him. And that's when Richard shows up in the cut scene and stops it. So the movie almost went that way, which is a lot darker. He still lives. But I was like, oh, man, I don't know if I could see that version of Prince John. Like, I'm just going to straight up murder you because he's so goofy. (laughs) I'm still trying to figure out, like, near the end in the wedding, and King Richard's like, haha, I have an outlaw for an in-law. That foxes <laughs> and lions, how, how are you guys, like, related? Um, these, are, these are more questions that I have. Don't, don't question. See, but that's part of, like, when it was in Britain, and there was the lions, and then it was in the south, and they were like, foxes now. And then 
the west is where we picked up the badger maybe i don't know man yeah i'm just know. like how how is how are you guys related like i would have understood if it was like a lion and then like they were like some kind of cat family the foxes you know what i mean but then not yeah yeah i don't know Maybe. i don't know <laughs> who knows it was funny though one of the interesting things about prior tuck though the story happens in the 12th century near the end. So this was still, England was under the Catholic Church. So the idea of the English king taxing the Catholic Church, not okay. England is a church state. <laughs> so even though there's two different entities, there's not like separation of church and state like we have in America. Um, and even so, usually England has the Anglican Church and it's like the Church of England. So it's just really odd to see them taxing the church because it's like, that's not, no, that's like, <laughs> that's big no-no. Um, Do they technically tax the church or just take the offering? I guess that's worth I, the I, tax. That's a great question. I don't think they were putting that much thought into it either. I think they were just mm -hmm. assuming kids wouldn't care about that. Well, <laughs> they're right. big kids care. <laughs> yeah, These I big care. kids care. Someone who's still watching it like 50 years after it came out cares. Um, so the question I got is, was Robin like, do you consider him like an anti-hero? Like someone who's doing bad stuff to accomplish good means? Or is he more like he was right to stand up because they didn't see Prince John as the ruler anyway? You know, like, is it really anti-hero if you don't believe the guy in charge is really the guy in charge? See, I have, it's going to sound really weird, but I have taken like one of those like tests. And for some reason, my core values somehow align with communism. <laughs> <laughs> like according to the test that's funny i know it's funny it, it really is because i'm just kind of like i'm like it's the like just let them do them like yes it affects me but i'll figure it out you know so robin hood i think i would just have to be like yeah dude he's he's doing good things but he is against his government that is over the country i don't know it's uh it's difficult because i think if it was king richard i'd be like yeah he's just a bad guy but when the, the fact that the king's not there and this is just the guy filling in who's making up laws who really isn't supposed to be making up laws is where I'm like, I don't I don't yes. know. <laughs> and, he, and he did get because, you know, he tricked King Richard to go on the crusade. That, that was at mm -hmm. the beginning. Yeah. And I feel like I would be more OK with the I'm just going to say rebellion because it's easier to say rebellion. Yeah. If it was almost like a corporate one, because like obviously if there is something that is not right. Mm -hmm. And like you have to stand up for what is just at the end of the day. And them being taxed is not just at all. Like literally Prince John was like, rob the poor to feed the rich. Yeah. No. And he literally increased taxes just because he got he made fun angry. of. Yeah. Yeah. So that so that's not correct. So I feel like Robin Hood was the head of the change <laughs> and it needed to happen. But at the same time, like you, you were against the government and you should yeah pay so you for think, your crimes you think that it's more wrong because he did it as like a one-man show instead of like a revolt I, well, I feel like I'm, I'm not saying like i if i saw him doing it i am gonna snitch on him you know <laughs> i'm not i'm yeah. saying i'm not gonna do it but i'm not gonna snitch on someone who does do it but at the end of the day he was a vigilante yeah i don't know it's difficult i want to just be on your side fully especially because right now in America, we have had problems with people revolting because, oh, this guy isn't the real leader. I'm like, oh, you know, right now, I'm like, just don't like that logic. That leads to ugly stuff sometimes. But also, people were straight up being robbed by their government. Mm -hmm. I don't think I like any solution there. Like, I don't like anything. Like, somehow being complacent feels wrong, but also being a thief is also wrong. 
And it's hard because you can't, especially if you like think about America today, you can't just be like, well, you don't like the American government? Go move to Europe because it's not that yeah. easy. Like, you yeah, can't like, just like not... move yourself. <laughs> like yeah, that's why when people family like- Family and friends. Yeah. And... People are like, you don't like it? Get out the country. I'm like, I'm sure they would if they could. Okay. Yeah. And it's just, yeah. People just oversimplify things. And this was one of those instances where there isn't a simple solution when your government is robbing you blind. Um, and even thinking of it as like one of the people, if I knew someone stole money and was trying to give it to me, but hey, my family is not going to survive. Like under usual circumstances, I'm not taking money someone stole. But I mean, if your kids are hungry, you're going to do whatever yeah, it takes like if it's, to it's, feed uh, your kids. If it's feed my family or not, that's a different not, story. Because <laughs> you even think about it like, you know, the whenever we broke off of like America with British, like that was a revolution yeah. and we stood up to the government and now we are here in America. So I'm not saying like revolution yeah. is bad. It's also but, about taxation. Yes. And I, so I'm not saying Robin Hood was right. Great intention. And I feel like if he takes the fall, like, you know, yeah. good on him. I think it's interesting that the king at the end does just like, yeah, you know what? You're pardoned. <laughs> so that kind of makes me feel. Well, I mean, but it shows quiet. he was fighting a corrupt. Yeah. He was yeah. fighting a corrupt Prince John. It's not a whole. It wasn't the whole government. It was Prince John. Yeah. So which, I feel like that kind of makes it a little different. Definitely. Definitely. Okay. So before we get to more stuff like this, <laughs> what were your favorite scenes, songs, and characters? Let's do one at a time. What was your favorite scene in this movie? I just loved when the little kids met Miriam for the first time and they're like, oh, mama says <sighs> she's really, nice. and it's just, it's so heartwarming. And then when like the chicken, the lady in waiting, they like played along with them and she was like pretending <laughs> to be dead. It's like, this is where you go whisk her away. You know, it's, it was just fun. Yeah. No, that, oh, that's a good one. So many of these, even like the very first scene is great. Just like where they're running through the forest and they, they go find Prince John. I think my favorite though is, when Robin comes and has to prove himself. So he's under disguise and he gets caught during the archery competition. And you see all the chases going around. His is like stuck in a barrel of alcohol. And, and the, there's the football part of it all that I was like, that's just, it was just funny. Like that whole scene, it was mm -hmm. like action packed and just funny. Like I laughed the whole time. Okay. Next favorite song. This one's a little bit hard for me, but I'll let you go first. I would say the opening song because that's nostalgic for me. Like the whistle stop or Udalali? Okay, no, yeah, Robin yeah, okay. Hood and Little John like walking through the forest. Da -na 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 -na. You know, like it actually, yeah. I think it is Udalali. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, that that one's Udalali. See, it's hard to pick between because there, there's four great ones. The love song is great. That one you mentioned, Udalali is great. Whistle Stop is great. And then even even the one like I really get a lot of amusement when they do the um, he surely won't be known as John the First. He'll go down <laughs> as John the funny. Worst. Like that was just funny. It's catchy. I got to do a whistle stop. I know there's no words and that's like weird, but I like just something about that little like that's yeah, just lives rip free in my head all the time, constantly that. And then a few of the scenes from Fox and the Hound, I even named my dog after the Hound and Fox and the Hound. I have a dog named Copper and he even does the and every time he does that, I just think of like, like I fail something. <laughs> And I was just like, yeah, it's just, it's copper. It's fine. So favorite song. What is your favorite character in this movie? Or who was your favorite character? I, I think the hen. Yeah, that's She's fair. She's so spunky. She's great. And then who doesn't want a ride or die like that? Like you need a ride or die <laughs> in your life like that Truly. hen. Truly. And she's like everyone's ride and die for some reason. She's just like mm -hmm. in everyone's corner, except for Prince John. <laughs> 
Um, I don't know. What's funny is like, I really want to say Little John because it's Baloo and I love Baloo. But Prince John is just too funny. Like as far as bad guys go, there was never a moment that he doesn't make me smile. Like I'm like, you're just so silly and dumb. I, I, I remember the thumb sucking, but I didn't yeah. realize he also <laughs> held his ear as well. So I'm like, so we're not even, we're not even going to make him like a baby. We're going to make him a super baby. Like, yeah. <laughs> like just like, really what is exaggerated. Wrong with this? It was great. It's like, I have a dirty dumb. <laughs> I have a dirty, dirty thumb. Well, you are also in mud, sir. So you also maybe just don't suck your thumb. <laughs> Right. I wish they would have given him like uh, buck teeth or something, yeah, you know, associated with the um, thumb sucking. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So that's that. Usually this is the part where I tell you about all the attractions you can find. There really aren't any. Um, you have there's like a Friars Cut or Friars Coffee somewhere in one of the Disney parks. Sometimes you'll see some of the characters and meet and greets. Pretty rare, though. That's it. Um, everybody knows Robin Hood from other things, though. Shrek even has its own Robin Hood. And then the men in tights as well. Yes, yes. Instead of the merry men, they have the men in tights. And that was fantastic of Shrek. Um, can you think of any other places that you have seen Robin Hood or anything like that? Mm, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> I, I feel like there is, but I just can't think yeah, of it right yeah. now. I feel like he's in like all kinds of cartoons and stuff. and Because it's like just such an old figure. It's not this Robin Hood, but a version of Robin Hood is in a lot of different random things. Mm-hmm. And like it would just be rare. I guess no one like owns the actual character Robin Hood. So I feel like it pops up so randomly, like even in like side shows and movies, you're like, oh, OK. Yeah. Like I know. Um, what was it? Once Upon a Time. There was a Robin Hood in it even. Yeah. Which was great. I love that show. <laughs> Me too. Good times. We'll talk about that one day. <laughs> um, so that being said, we'll move on to some of the stuff we've been hinting at. Taxation. Is taxation theft? I'm going to say no. Being I'm going to say a- yes. <laughs> no. No, it depends. For me, it depends. Um, I think taxation without representation, theft. I think taxing people here in South Carolina to afford the cost of living in California, I'm also going to say that that's theft. I'm very close to Ron Swanson, but not fully there because there's some things that, no, we need taxation because we need to afford some I mean, things. But for the they're most not part, doing like, the state no. tax, though, with California. That's federal tax. So that's why yeah. the federal taxes as a whole is rising. Yeah. Not that's just why South I don't Carolina. like federal tax. Because federal tax is us all paying for us all, which just doesn't seem right when it's so much cheaper to live in some parts of the country than others. Just let them handle their own stuff. This yeah. could this could almost fit in the uh, primarily political series that we're doing because <laughs> this is very political. Yeah, I'm very much like I would be fine of just abolishing better federal tax and just doing all state tax. Like I'd be fine with it. But then, I mean, you wouldn't Keep be able to have the checks and balances of our government because yeah. the federal check taxes. supports a whole branch of government so they got to get paid the states can pay them but then that would just increase our state's taxes to go to federal i'd be fine with higher state tax okay still want federal tax got it i uh yeah i know it's very complicated how our system works i feel like at one point it was better balanced and now it's just too much in federal courts where things i think should be more in State the local level. level. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But is what it is. Some taxation is necessary. Some taxation, I, I do think some taxation just is theft. Like, honestly, taxing me because I inherited money that was already taxed. Theft. Tax me because I own something that I already pay taxes on. 
think that also counts as theft. Yeah. Property no, they tax definitely over to tax. <laughs> the fact that I have to buy a car and pay taxes on it, and then when I sell the car at a loss, yeah. they still want taxes documented. Or even when I buy the groceries from a grocery store, I pay taxes on it. I make the product, and then now I have a cake, and I sell the cake. I now have to pay taxes on that cake. So there is yeah. double tax taxation all the time, which sucks. But I'm at the point I was like, eh, it is what it is. I'll just charge more for my cakes to make up for the taxes. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's just is what it is. That's my thoughts on tax. I think over tax is theft, but some tax has to happen. Yeah. I mean, I'm a yeah. school teacher, so I thank you <laughs> oh, for yeah, your taxes, right. Joshua. <laughs> they pay me. Great I got tax. a pay raise. So yeah. thank you, Josh. I just found out there's a ton of stuff I could have been writing off that I haven't been writing off. Ooh. And I'm looking forward to next tax season. Was tithing, was tithing originally just Israel's tax? Um, that is a question I like to bring up because a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, you got to give your 10% to the church. If you look at what tithing's history was in the Bible, 10% were going to the priests and the poor. Uh, then another 10% was going towards, I forget what else. But all, all in all, if you're doing tithing the way it was in the Old Testament, it's 27%, not 10, and includes a lot of stuff mostly taking care of their country. And yes, also the religious, but 10% was also 10% of your land. And that's not something we can do today. So I'm not 10% of your it. crops. If you like, yeah. if you had a harvest, it's 10% of like, it's just like your first 10% of yeah. all areas of your life. Yeah. And then every three years you did another 10%. So that comes off to like a weird fraction. All in all, it's 27%. It was a very odd system, but also the Levitical Exodus systems were how they were running their government. So I think it's interesting to parse out, just so you guys know, I'm not against tithing, but I think it's interesting to parse out how much of that system was, here is the government of Israel, and how much of that was, here is tithing to the religious or the poor, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and I think today we still have to parse it out. I am, I will put that out there, I am one of those who I don't think that Christians are required to tithe or anything. I think tithing was part of the old law, and we're not required to do that. There's a lot of disagreements, but I'll say... We are required to give as much as we can, which is usually going to be more than 10%. So my belief is not a you get out of it kind of thing. It's more of a parse out what you can do to help the religious, you know, your pastors, your preachers who do earn wages. The Bible is pretty clear that they do deserve to be paid for their work. Um, and also, how do you help the poor? Because that was part of the original, a lot of the original tithing went to helping the poor in the community. Mm -hmm. Do you have any like... As far as like tithing and taxes go, do you have any other thoughts on that? Yeah, um, being married to a pastor where he gets paid <laughs> off of tithing. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I appreciate your tithes and your taxes, actually. Um, but I feel like with just taking a biblical, that's one of the things like the Lord's like, test me on this. Like this will, when you tithe, like it will not go into void. So I feel it is very like important, but I also don't feel like God is there with a balanced book seeing did you give 10%? Did you do this? Did you do that? And so many people are like, you should tithe on gross. You should tithe on net. You need to tithe on any increase. And so like, I'm not gonna lie. I got a bonus for at work one time. And I was like, it was literally a few months ago. And I had the thought process. Did I tithe on that? Did I not tithe on that? Did I do this? Did I? And so I feel like we can get into a lot of legalistics with tithing, when it's all about the heart and the generosity, like it says to give with a cheerful heart. So as soon as you try and make it so legalistic with tithing, you took the cheerful heart out of it. And so I do, because even though it is Old Testament, I do, I do think 10% 
hmm. um, is is like what the I don't, I don't want to say minimum you should give because I understand people have bills and they have to do feed the kids or give to the church. But that's what the Lord says to test him in. You know what I mean? And he rewards faithfulness. Yeah. I'm not surprised we disagree about tithing. Um, I will put out there, maybe we both agree about this, maybe we don't. The Old Testament did say, even if we were doing the Old Testament laws, the poor did not need to tithe because they were receiving part of the tithe. However, I want to point out that's talking about poverty level. You do not qualify as the poor if you can afford Netflix. <laughs> if you live in America, you do not like more than likely you do not even qualify yeah. as poverty yeah. level. If That's you own a car, if can't you feed themselves. <laughs> and so even that I've had this discussion with someone. And so my husband being a pastor, do we tithe? Because I don't think the ministers of the church tithed in the mm -hmm. Old Testament. And so technically, I I'm not going to say I believe it because I'm mm -hmm. not willing to die on it. But I'm like. But every single one of our pastors on staff, they tithe to the church, you know, because we want to be good examples of it. So I necessarily don't really believe, you know, we have to tithe. Well, at least for my husband's paycheck, mm -hmm. uh, we do it because we would never ask someone to do something we're not willing to commit to ourselves. Yeah, I, I do think, even though I don't think anybody needs to tithe, I think it's just done away with law. I still think anything you give will be blessed. That doesn't mean that, oh, I give money to the church and all of a sudden my life's going to be great. That's just not the case. That's prosperity gospel. I'm very much against that. There's just as much likelihood that you give to the church and remain poor. You know, Job was yeah, you, you pretty still much get perfect. Evicted. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, so, you know, keep that in mind. But I do think God blesses where your money goes to. And I think he blesses you. Um, the thing that people forget is like God says that he provides for those who follow him and all these other things in the Bible. But what you think your needs are aren't always necessarily what your needs actually are like god knows your needs better than you do and sometimes we're like oh so if i give money i'll get my bills paid well Not i mean he pretty much i mean with the in a gospel he's like look at the sparrows look at the like they don't think yeah. about where their next meals are going to come from look at the flowers like they're already closed you know he already closed them and so literally your basic needs food shelter water it may not look like the ideal you want it to look like but like god will provide your every need yeah and i just and again, I want to reiterate, we're not saying if you give money, God's going to give it back 10 times more. Give it to us now and you'll be rich. No, that's not. No. <laughs> but I, I mean, because we disagreed on this, I'm saying test God. Like you cannot outgive God. I yeah. have, we, my husband and I, Don't we've tried. Don't give away your food money, please. We, uh, if it's your 10%, like I, we have increased and I cannot believe, because once again, I'm a school teacher and I married a pastor. We are not raking in the money. We just are not. But we committed to tithing and we've never gone without. And then recently we um, we committed to a kingdom builder pledge where we give above and beyond to certain ministries of our church. We then started committing to like missionaries we support overseas. And every single time I increase my giving, I'm never once done without. You know, I mean, maybe I'm like, OK, I'm not going to get Starbucks this week, but I'm just saying we've been blessed. Yeah. So test God. Yeah, of course. A little bit of a difference of opinion. However. Josh you can't always write off your tithes on your taxes. <laughs> Fun fact. Yeah, but let's be honest. You Man. have to, in order to like subsidize that, you have to give in a copious amount and hit a certain tax bracket. Like I don't even hit a good deduction in, yeah. with my tithes and giving. One fun thing, in some countries, you can, whenever you fill out your taxes, just check if you want 10% of your overall income 
come out of your taxes to the church because like some countries are affiliated with official churches. So you can just wait till the end of the year and just make your ties part of your taxes. We do that just with insane. my husband. Oh, that's so convenient. Well, because with the, his license and stuff is so weird. Yeah. We have to give 8% of his 10% to our denomination, like to the okay. district office. And so they just automatically weird. take it out. It is weird. Man, that's cool though. It's so, nice. In the movie, Prince John taxed the church for everything it had. So I want to throw out there, do we think that the state should treat churches or charities? Um, how do how do we think they should treat them as far as like taxing goes? Should we tax the church? So if we tax the church, I would be okay with it, but we have to tax every single nonprofit organization there is. Because the reality is a lot of these multi-billionaires, they literally create these nonprofits to funnel money through so they can avoid taxes. So if you want to tax the church, that's fine. We'll pay it. God yeah. will bless us, but you got to make it fair all the yeah. way around. Yeah, that's sort of my feelings. I I actually really want churches to be taxed, especially because I know so many churches that actually just kind of keep the money to themselves or you know use it to fund a really big building instead of actually helping the community. I'm fine with them treating it just the same as non-charities because I don't like religious favoritism. It's not really a thing I think government should be involved with. But hey, treat it like a non-profit. Let them write off literally all the good they're doing in the community because that's literally the reason that churches are supposed to be, you know, non-taxed in our country. I think that's fine. I mean, if they're doing the job of feeding the poor in the community, homing people, clothing people, then uh, yeah, let's not tax that because we want that to continue. <laughs> and then it's not the government's job and it really saves government money anyway. If we did tax churches or any other, what would that money go to, you think? Where would you want to see that money go? To teachers? <laughs> yes. Um, I'd want it to go to the states. <laughs> Keep it in-house. <laughs> no, I, I I like as little tax as possible. Usually, I want to just cover like basics. You know, our, our elderly need to be taken care of. Healthcare needs to be reformed. Teachers deserve a lot of money. Care of, do they need to be taken care of? Though? Do you know yes. what's sad? Um, a lot of people, well, I guess it's just, you know, in America, but a lot of people cannot write a check. For three hundred dollars, and yes, three hundred dollars is a lot of money. Also, but I don't even know, with, I might be able to do that. <laughs> even with like the point is like the money. I feel like the heart of it with taking care of the older is like teaching money management to the old because a lot of them they think social security is going to fund their retirement and it doesn't. So I feel like if we could yeah. just we taking care of the old is just a band aid at that point because they didn't set up themselves. Yeah, I mean, that's true with a lot old. of stuff. In our country, and I know this is probably the same in other countries too, there's a lot of stuff that's like, if we just operated better, we would save money. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, that's one of them. Um, there's one of like, uh, this is one that's a little bit controversial, I guess, but I'm not saying defund the police, but the idea of putting more money towards teachers, that will cause us to end up putting less money towards, you know, these correctional stuff because we have proven that communities that have better educations have less crime. Like, mm -hmm. let's just put money towards our children and then later we'll save money on throwing people in jail. They say, um, and from a psychological standpoint, um, I know for a fact that prisons have based their building plans off of third grade or second grade elementary schools. Oh, that's um, So if you fall, it's this is a proven like statistic. If you fall behind in the second or third grade, your likeliness to go to jail increases so much because what happens is as soon as you fall behind and you get called on at school and you don't know the answer, what do you do? You make a joke. Now you're labeled the class clown. 
Meanwhile, you're still falling behind. The middle school, high school, you you carry that label. So now you are just a bad kid or you get into the wrong crowd because you don't understand it. So now you don't take it seriously and you pretty much carry that through adulthood and are more likely to go to jail. Yeah. And that's where I think local elections are really important too. You know, I think everybody focuses on who's the president, who's not the president, and we're going to get government and the laws we like. But really, um, why don't you get involved in how we are putting money towards our schools, how we are investing in our communities so that, yeah, we save more money down the road and these but kids the, aren't left behind like that. But also, so I've being in the school system, I just recently went to a vocational facility where I, they paid me to come in to do a lecture about culinary arts because oh, this is cool. one of the, well, I mean, it's one of the fields you do not need to go into a degree and you can be pretty successful with hard work and no educational debt. And I um, brought in like demos. We like decorated cookie. Like we did this whole thing and it's a free, it's free for the public. And I had like 20 kids, you know, signed up, but then only five showed up because the parents didn't want to bring them or they didn't want to do this or they, and so like the state, a lot of the time with the taxes are willing to do stuff. But then it's also the home that needs to do what they need to do. True. It's, it's a hot mess. True. Yeah. There's a lot of systemic things in general that uh, have to be addressed by more than just one area. There's not like a single solution for these things. But as far as Robin Hood's concerned, <laughs> yes. um, use your money wisely. Um, convince your government and your churches, or if you're in government or churches, uh, use the money wisely. <laughs> Please. Um, watch Robin Hood. And get a good laugh at all of the silliness of Prince John and how cute the kids are with Miss Cluck and all of that. Of course, tune back in at the end of this if you're on Captivate or Patreon and you'll get an extra question. Lots of fun. But for now, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. Remember, subscribe on Captivate or Patreon if you want that extra question. Or you can go to the Anazal Ministries Podcast Network on Apple and subscribe there to get that question. But... First, we're going to do recommendations. I'll go ahead and cook it off. 2006, BBC had their own Robin Hood series. It's phenomenal. Please watch it. It's so good. What's yours? I, I just say, okay, honestly, so I, I know I talked about the Disney um, music radio one time, but recently I decided to put in my Spotify 90s Nicktoons, a 90s Nickelodeon, and that has unlocked a whole new level of like nostalgia. So Nice. I it is like I was singing the all that, that theme song. I was singing Shiny Teeth in Me. I was I, I was like I was like unlocking some like hidden gems. So like nineties Nickelodeon Spotify, do it. If you left this pod without a song stuck in your head, like Oodalali or My Shiny Teeth theme me, you are doing something. Shiny wrong. teeth. Yeah. <laughs> so Guys, make sure you, if you can, go ahead, rate and leave a review for us on Podchaser or Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening. Reviews help other people see the show, and we really appreciate it. Go ahead and check the show notes for the playlist for this whole Disney era series that we're doing. Uh, the next one we're going to do is we're going to do a second film in the Bronze Era film series, Bronze Era of Disney, and it'll be TJ and I talking about the Great Mouse Detective. Go to our website, Systematic Geekology at Captivate.fm to leave a one-time tip. Use your money wisely. Give it to us. <laughs> now, leave us a tip. It helps us keep the lights on, run all the podcast stuff and all the funds that we need. Please, thank you. And remember, we're all a chosen people, a geekdom of priests.
This was an Anazao Ministries podcast. If you enjoyed this show and would like to learn more about our network, be sure to check out the Anazao Ministries podcast network.